Hey guys, welcome to the Shrewsbury Biscuit Podcast. It's me, Alex Wiley. I hope you're well. I hope you're uh, coping through lockdown 2.0. Um, joined with us today is a very special guest, uh, a guy I've been uh, looking forward to uh, yeah. speaking to for a while. We we we, we organised this a, a while ago and it, it never happened, so I'm really happy that we're doing it finally. Uh, we've got Michael McCarthy. Thank you so much for joining us, Michael. You're welcome. Uh, I've been reading all about you, Michael. I think you're a fascinating, inspiring <laughs> chap. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited to be talking to you. Um, uh, of, of course, the, the, there's difficult aspects to this uh, this, um, this this conversation, but great things have come out of it. Um, so I would love to discuss uh, sort of your early life and sort of what happened to you and put you in this position you're in at the moment. So um, you had a terrible accident when you were younger. I did as well. Yeah. It was a road accident, wasn't it? It was. And what happened? You got a, a head injury and you were in hospital for... Which hospitals were you in? I don't even <laughs> Locally, you're in Shrewsbury Hospital. Yes. Birmingham. Birmingham. And in um, Great Ormond Street. But Shropshire, the NHS in Shropshire have really helped you, haven't they? They have. Yeah. All the nurses, the doctors and the physios. What I lo- what I love about your story, Michael, is from a young age you were very active and you you were all about sports. And this terrible accident happened to you, and obviously it's it's it's, it's a lot of people would have um, you know uh, succumbed to defeat, but you didn't. You you've you've inspired others and you've gone on and done amazing things. I have, yeah, done things like and I've done the Great North Run twice, but I think. That I found that rather knackering. <laughs> <laughs> I, I look at this and I'm like, I complain about climbing up the stairs and work. Uh, <laughs> and if not, I've done the London Marathon. The London Marathon too. And I found that real um, double knackering. Double knackering. <laughs> like my feet baked like industrial ovens, if you know how hot an industrial oven would be. That's what my feet were like. I can what only did you imagine. Do when you were tra- How did you train? How did you train for the London Marathon? Um, I think that whatever the numbers were or happened to be for the local, um, or for the sorry for a few gates, what are down the road, and what and what you can go alongside. I think it's a golf course down the road called Hawkston. <clears throat> Um, no, no, as I did around nine miles a day walking wow. along the side from walking alongside the golf course. And you used to see the lamppost and you'd say, right, just get to the next lamppost, get to the next lamppost. That's how I did the London Marathon was I just said amongst myself that I shall just get up to, I think I'll follow um, and get up to so many lampposts. Very it's, good. It's a it's a very good tool for pushing yourself. I got to say that's really. I might take a bit of that because um, very soon I'm going to start looking into my health and start losing a bit of weight and start getting out there <laughs> running. So I might take a bit a leaf out of your book, Michael. I might be uh, using lampposts as my inspiration. <laughs> and I, I've got to say, I, I've I've literally just um, I've just recorded a, a vlog at Hawkston Park, uh, oh. and I've seen the golf courses around there, and that's huge. 
so well done you know that, for, for training mm-hmm. that's pretty grueling uh, what was the what was the marathon like for you because um, obviously with the london marathon there's lots of lots of people lots of cameras lots of you know lots going on was that overwhelming for you or was it good and um, i think that it was pretty good for myself yeah. from following through what my mum and dad had done that what i think got me to do it was that I just wanted to follow what my mum and dad done had done, as they had done the marathon, the different things, what, I don't know. <clears throat> so you raised money for charity, didn't you, when I you were did. doing the marathon for the hospital? I did. No. I did it for local disabled cricket club, um, who I used to play indoor cricket with. Um, what I think Where did you take them? Um, as I think that I took them somewhere like Butlins for a weekend. You raised the money <laughs> to take them all away, didn't you? That's what Dad oh, nice. for a week. And what about when you? So your accident. What happened as a result of your accident? You've you, what do you find difficult? You've got you can't. You've got paralysed down one side, aren't you? I am. And you're registered blind. As I am as well. Uh, but what keeps you going? I don't really know. I guess I just think of um, tomorrow something. something what I would like to have a go on achieving, like come the near future, like tomorrow I would have a go at something rather what I've always wanted um, to have a go at. I'm like, what? I'm not sure. I guess <laughs> it would be like, well, you've um, got you've got an amazing drive, and, and I love your sense of humour as well. You know, if uh, if you can prevail for for these your difficulties and still have this amazing sense of humour and this amazing sense of pride in what you can do and the challenges you set yourself, that's really inspirational. I really like that. And um, what's it what's it like for you when when you're not doing these challenges? Are you sitting at home thinking about these amazing things you can do? Is it constantly going around your head? God knows what I always think of. I no doubt think of. You always have a challenge. I always have a challenge or something like that on my mind. Whether it's something to do with um, doing some, or for the design, um, I ride the bike, um, what I have in our spare room with my dad and I um, do a few kilometres. Um, as my dad and I more or less get it up, um, up into the double figures or try to get it in the double figures, something like <clears throat> 10 or 12 or whatever, you can think of what's up in the double figures, what I think that my dad and I um, find that a bit knackerating. now. <laughs> 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 Try and do it quicker each day, don't you, Mike? Try. Michael varies on the bike. Sometimes he'll do 17, sometimes he'll do 20. I only do 12, and Michael always has to do more than me. <laughs> it's progression, Dad. It's yeah. progression. <laughs> That's what it's well. Um, when Michael, if I can just add something about Michael when he was doing the London Marathon, his training for the London Marathon was so intense. Because five days a week, he'd do his nine miles every day. Rain, snow, hail, wind, he did nine miles. Because 
the idea was to do three miles an hour, to average three miles an hour. And then on a Thursday, he'd have a day off because he'd swim half a mile. He'd go swimming with the sharks half a mile. <laughs> and then on a Saturday, he would go to his football, to his... Um, rubbish club as they are at the moment. <laughs> to, watch, to watch Everton. And then... So that was, they were his two days off. And the other days, he was the one who was pushing, come on, we're going to go and do our, going to do our training today. Um, and there's quite a, a good story about the marathon as well in that Michael was about, had about um, two or three miles, maybe four miles to go. And a family who we'd met the day before in the, um, in the signing in and registering came walk back as a, as a family to meet Michael to walk in with him, which was quite emotional, really, that they, you know, took their time to come back. That was, you know, when Michael finished, he <clears throat> he sort of collapsed because everything had drained out of him, <laughs> the adrenaline that had kept him going. And would you believe, he said, I need a drink, a pint <laughs> of whiskey will do. <laughs> That's, that's Not knowing what a pint of whiskey would taste like. <laughs> I don't think you'd remember afterwards, that's for sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, what, so um, what was that achievement like when you finished it? What did it feel like? Did you feel really happy, elated? I mean, obviously you said you were really tired and knackered, definitely re- doubly knackered. But to have raised that money for those people, what did it feel like for you? I think that I felt... I'm pretty good with myself from doing that distance. Mm. Um, if not, I don't really think that many people, unless they would be fit, would find that type of distance <clears throat> that easy to walk unless they would be a bit mad, <laughs> like I think I was. <laughs> and you also won an Olympic gold medal as well. Tell me about that, Michael. Um. I was swimming. Um, that was through doing um, some swimming um, in Birmingham. And when I think that I swam with um, the Shoesby Shark, what is a disabled, or what was a disabled <coughs> swimming club, um, what was held in Birmingham, um, what I was proud of myself, from I think what the distance was, what I swam was that. Uh, no, 20, no. 50 I'm not 50 sure. Meters. I think it was 50 meters. Something of what my mum, no, sorry, what my dad or my sister have just said 50 meters. Fast. Oh, <laughs> shut up. Fast. Well, I think that I found that pretty knackering. <laughs> I jumped in <clears throat> a bit before I jumped or before it had started off. A bloke or somebody other who was in um, the swimming area where it was getting held, I think that it was a bloke who said, um, while this swimming is just these competitors are just about to want that. No, he said that he made an announcement that competitors and officials only on poolside. And as he said that, and then Michael jumped in, Claire, who'd been on the phone to say she'd got lost, but she was here, came pushing through the double doors, screaming, 
Come on, Michael. Come on. <laughs> to immediately get dragged out. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a scene out of a movie. That's fantastic. I love that. I can just picture it. We talk about Michael inspiring people, okay? And one of the the best in the the in, uh, sorry, start again. One of the best uh, incidents when, was when we were climbing Mount Kenya. And we were going through a section called the bog where the, the mud just squelches over your boots and it, you pull your feet out and it squelches <laughs> and da-dee-da. Very difficult part. And <clears throat> a family were coming down and they stopped and we just said hello, da-dee-da-dee-da, no, just pleasantries of the day. And we carried on. And then a few days later, Michael and I were sitting on the side of the road in a, a village called Num, Numburu, I think it was called. And um, <clears throat> we were sitting there and a Land Rover came along and it stopped. And we recognised the family and they got out of the car, the vehicle, and came over to us and said hello and talking and said, you know, do you remember us? And we said, yes. And they said, Michael inspired us to climb the mountain. Said we turned to go back down. And we decided the next day that we had to climb the mountain because we'd seen Michael going up and we couldn't let the mountain beat us if it could if Michael could do it. And every time I think of that story, it makes the hairs on the back of my neck go up, you know. It was a fantastic moment, you know, one that was really made you made you feel good, you know, what he'd achieved. That's an example. You know, there's lots of other bits and pieces, isn't there, Michael? Mm-hmm, you know, that you've done. Um, <clears throat> we inspired. And the hairy lemons going to the schools. Yeah. yeah. About, you know, inspiring children to achieve and be their best self. That's a good one, isn't it, Michael? It sure is. You like going to the schools, don't you? I do. And you do the talk. And what do you talk about? Hairy lemon gold. Mm. What they are things, what I think, what I have done and been through um, and how I've handled um, from getting through things like um, how long <clears throat> I shall say I've no idea when it was and part of it was a bit before I got back on my feet my dad used to take us around um, I think to a clinic in London called Bobart where I'd have physio with a woman called Leora, if you could not hear the type of noises what I used to make from being put on the far mm-hmm. rear basement of the clinic, you must have, have had slight hearing problems. Because of the exercises that you had to yeah. do. Because of the yeah. pain that Michael was going through. Yeah. And then took him to a room in the basement because he, they didn't want him screaming and frightening other patients. But you know, there's, there's, there's a... There's a, that was this time when we saw the graph start to climb with Michael in that there was the pain and the grimaces and the screams. And then there was the determination to sit up, then the determination to stand. And you could see it in his face that, you know, we realized then that Michael had that determination and that rod of steel in his back to stand and want to do things. And that, that really was the moment where you thought, you know, this chap's going to do things. That's really, really beautiful to hear because I mean a lot of people that have been through that trauma 
wouldn't wouldn't have uh, persevered like you. They wouldn't have had the strength not only to to get up, walk again, and <laughs> cycle like eighteen miles a day on a bike or whatever, and, and do all these amazing things you do, but to inspire others as well. Michael, where do you get the strength from to help others? Where does that come from? I don't really know. I guess it's just um the thoughts of what I would had have been doing if the accident would had not had to have happened apart from as I know that I'm paralyzed down one side <clears throat> that I shall never have any use of down my left. If not I enjoy doing stories what I've been doing um for the last some time or other, like I have a few books published um in the local libraries about two mischievous dogs called Woodstock and Churchill, as where I've had the names of the two dogs from would happen to be the name of the dog called Woodstock would had have happened to had just had to been the dog's name. Sorry, the name of my school heads family's dog's name, Woodstock and Churchill, has been the name of our own dog before we had him put down that being a while back, so that's where the two dogs' names come from, one school and home. What school did you go to? If not, I went to an R&IB residential school for the blind, where I was at for around six years. What was it called? Like, local, On it being it? called Condover Hall, mm. what's near Baston Hill, Church, Stretton and other areas at that way in Shropshire. So how do you do your books, Mike? How do you do your stories? Um, I do them with a lady whose name I think is called Kath Brown. She has lived around the corner before she moved house. So Michael tells the stories, don't you? I do. He just sits and talks and tells stories. Catherine writes it out and then she knocks it into shape. Does it... Do you, and Michael, do you have these stories already in your head? Does it take you a while to think of the stories you want to tell, or this, you know, or do 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 they come out of you um, on the instant? You know, do do you think about really hard about the stories you want to tell? Now and then, I find it easier than other times. Yeah. Yeah, it's nice to it's nice to ha- be able to get your thoughts and feelings and share them with others in these beautiful books. They're beautifully illustrated as well, um, and, and to be able to you know share that with other people is an amazing gift. Um, and you, I've I've got I've got a book, I've got a synopsis ready to be written, and I'm just I'm too lazy to write it. So you beat me on that <laughs> one as well. <laughs> you need a hairy lemon goal, Alex. I do need a hairy lemon goal. I'm learning from you, Michael. You're inspiring uh-huh. me as we talk. Um, uh, you've you've got a lots of these books, haven't you? When did you? Uh, when was the first one released? When did you first? About nine years. Ago. About nine years ago. And now there's like, is there like eight eight books you've done now? Is that Something like eight? Yeah. If not, there's another one due out sometime or this month. Ooh, what's that? What's that one going to be called? Dogs at the zoo. Dogs at the zoo. Great. And where can you get, where can we get the books? Can can you buy them from any shops? Um, can you, Dad? Uh, there's a shop in Oswestry, isn't there? Uh, yeah, uh, or you can go on Michael's. Or you can go online on Michael's website. 
Nice. It's hard this year because Michael normally does lots of Christmas fairs, don't you? You do school mm. fairs and you know, mm. he sells probably a thousand copies of each book going around the fairs. But unfortunately, because of COVID, you can't do that now. So you're going to be, you're going to have, you're going to do some, you're doing the podcast with Alex and you're going to do Facebook, aren't you? Right. And then what's your, your, um, what's the web address, Dad? Thoseclevardogs.com. I, um, I, yeah, I was I was going to sort of talk about lockdown and, and the pandemic and what's going on because you're a very active guy and imagine going around schools uh, <laughs> and speaking to people is your bread and butter. That's what you enjoy, right? So yeah. to not be able to do that was that has that really been really hard for you this year? I guess so. Yeah, the challenge of the bike every day. I took up the challenge of the bike every something to occupy myself take it out on the bike yeah <laughs> have that covid <laughs> i think that was important that michael had a focus yeah you know and really that kept him i think that kept him sane and it kept him active because he had something that that day this is what i'm going to do um and i think that was very important and i think that really helped michael through until he broke his hip yeah yeah claire told me about that you fell off your bike what happened there michael um i'm not sure but i think i fell in the kitchen oh no Uh, and when was that has it healed up now or healed up now yeah just taking it easy did it a couple of months ago oh bless you bless you on the bike but hey, it's a broken hip. Uh, this is nothing. This is nothing for you. Uh, it's only a broken hip. Don't worry about it. We can get back on the bike. <laughs> we had to stop, Mike. We had to slow down, Michael, when he broke it after he came out of the hospital, because he just thought, oh, "I'll stand up and I'll walk over there." And of course, he ended up in a heap on the floor. He said, "Michael, just you can't walk yet, okay?" But I think he was. I think he was a little bit scared that he wouldn't be back on his feet. I think that's why he kept trying to stand up all the time. Um, yeah, that's he sure. He didn't dislocate his hip again. Or <laughs> so much determination. That's what it is. You, you want to run before you can walk. Um, Michael, is there is there anything um, that you you haven't done yet that you'd always love to do that you still there's still possible? Is there anything I you'd like, like to do? What would you like? To I do? don't know really. In London and Birmingham, what I think you call Hamleys. <laughs> You'll have to write to them. <laughs> I wrote to them enough, Claire. Oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> the books are a good focus for you, aren't mm. they? They are. Oh, amazing. And what inspires you, Michael? You, you're such an inspiration to other people, but... What keeps you going? What's your inspirations? What I'd have to say somebody other who I've met on called Roald Dahl. I think it was Roald Dahl who got my thoughts of um, seeing if I would be any good with um, doing these stories for children and some of them being for children, for the mum or dad to read to them. If not, some others are taught, I think, to try to help them and to start reading before or after they have started school at whatever age that be. 
Yeah, I, I like Radal a lot. He's got an amazing legacy. An amazing legacy. Is, uh, a legacy has spun for decades. I'd love to have that for you. I think you deserve it, Michael. Uh, Brian, w- w- what's it been like for you um, seeing seeing Michael progress the way he has? It must be hugely amazing to have, you know, I mean, obviously the accident was was a terrible thing to happen. But to see him going from, from that to, to inspiring so many people must be amazing to be around. <clears throat> Um, well, it makes us feel good. Yeah. You know, if we start because if Michael's happy, we're happy. Yeah. Um, Michael's also been pushing us as well along. <laughs> you know, it, it's a lot to do with Michael. What's inside Michael? Mm. You know, what his ability, his his wanting to, you know, to think about what he can do as opposed to what he can't do, and to make the use, make best use of what he can do, and that's exactly what he's done. Mm. I think we've always had the. The thought that Michael should be able to lead a life that everybody else wants to lead. Rightly so. Rightly so. The reason why Michael shouldn't have his ambitions and achieve them. And I think all we try to do is to help, try, we've tried to help him achieve that. You know, whatever his, whatever his best self is, whatever his, his best is, that's what he wants to do. Yeah. I always. Uh, nobody can ask for any more. I always say in Shropshire, especially Shrewsbury on the outskirts where, where you guys are, um, there's definitely something in the water. There's there's a mineral. <laughs> that, there are so many people in Shrewsbury that are just wanting to help uh, make things different, so especially with lockdown. Um, you know, so many people trying to strive to help others. And I think, Michael, I think you are you are a fine example of that you know? because he's, there's, there's nothing about you that is uh, selfless. You, you're thinking about other people and that's just a, a beautiful thing to, to mm. see. What are what are the challenges for you, Michael? What are the things that you find hard? Even you know these challenges you set yourself that you want to do, but are really difficult for you to, but you still want to. Um, what I think, what I um, went to do at Radbrook, what that happened or happened to had it been a catering site in town where I went to to try to learn how to cook without burning stuff. Oh, wow. That's what I'm the best on, is burning stuff. <laughs> you to be a better cook. You'd like to be a better cook. <laughs> I would not mind. But you had a go. You went and did a I, course, didn't you, at Radbrook? We've got, um, I've got a friend, Adam Pennell, who's the official <laughs> lad. He's, He's a he's a very good chef. He like he likes to do what's called dirty cooking, which is barbecued food and chucking meat in coals and things like that. Maybe I can speak to him and we can. Yeah, we saw him on Facebook. We saw yeah. him. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, maybe I'll speak to him see if we can get you uh, do some cooking. <laughs> I, 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 yeah. I could quite happily speak to you on podcasts again and again and again, Michael. I'd love to get your message across to others. Um, yeah, maybe maybe we should do this again sometime. I'd really like that. Uh-huh. Yeah. I would like to do it again. <laughs> yeah. We could maybe maybe Michael could do a hairy lemon session. With you to get you With running you out. To get you running. <laughs> <laughs> maybe yes. Maybe we'll we'll get this year out of the way. And yeah, I would love to do that. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do a hairy lemon session. Because with the obviously with the, the beauty of Zoom is we can bring up the slides up onto onto Zoom and we can really yeah. 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 that'd be amazing. Mm-hmm. Um what's um I mean, obviously, if if COVID disappears now and lockdown disappears, what does next year look like for you, Michael? What would you like to do next year? Um, I guess try to do another buck. Yeah. 
Yeah. Right. You're gonna what, what? You're gonna carry on riding your bike. I guess yeah. so. Yeah. Yeah. That's good, isn't it? What was yeah. this I heard about you? Uh, was it rowing uh, or, or cycling from London to Paris or Paris to it London? Cycling. Uh-huh. Yeah. Cycling. I did that with a few other people. Yeah. Sorry to say, but I cannot remember the lot of them apart from my cousin who would be one of my dad's sister's sons called Colin. And who else was it, Dad? I might have been there, Mike. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) The idea was to go from Big Ben to the Eiffel Tower on the bike within 24 hours. Wow. And that included the ferry. and uh, there were six of us, so t- it's a tandem trike. So two would ride, and they'd do uh, 20 miles or 25 miles, and then swap over, and then other, and we just kept the bike going. Um, we didn't make it to the Eiffel Tower, but we did make it into Paris. It just became too dangerous because the trike is quite big, and we just got honked and a few scrapes and it's just classic. decided it wasn't worth so we, um, we moved good, in. It was very good. Michael, we had to drag Michael off the bike and say, <laughs> Michael, get off. <laughs> because all he kept saying, I'm staying on. He said, Michael, you're not. Get it's off. It's like a relay, wasn't it? So you could <laughs> do it really relay. fast. <laughs> <laughs> Michael always wanted to stay on. You know, and others would say, okay, Mike, you stay on. I said, no, get him off. <laughs> well, where was it, Dad, um, where we were? I think on a bike um, where we had a few lorries behind us mm. and in front. We were, yeah, we were riding, we were raising money for Michael's Swimming Club and we did a ride with um, one of Michael's uh, friends. Who was that, Mike? Mark? Um, Mark Crumpton. Sorry, I'm that good, I don't know. And the idea was to ride... From, from our house to um, to um, House of Parliament to raise some money. And we were in the Cotswolds and we were going up this hill and it was going on and on and on and twisting and winding. And I, was, I was conscious there was a lorry behind us and I was looking to pull over to let the lorry go past. And we stopped and we turned and the lorry driver just told us to keep going. I said, oh, my God. So off we went. We kept going up and up and up and up this hill. And we came to this village where it dropped down. which twisted and winded through the oh. narrow streets and got to the other side to the open roads. And the lorry twit. What did he do, Mike? He just tooted. Tooted, flashed his lights and waved, etc., etc. And then about half the population of people driving to uh, through the Cotswolds. <laughs> We're back behind, must have been 50 cars, some of them not God. very happy. It's <laughs> <laughs> taking them about half an hour to get up this hill. <laughs> uh, when, when you do these things, when you do these cycling, do, do you like to like uh, take take videos, do you like to get the press involved, make <clears> a big <throat> noise about it, always just quietly go out and do this, make some money, and then go home? Just quietly, as opposed to except I have to say to Michael, will you shut up and pedal? <laughs> <laughs> oh, this has been really nice, honestly. I, 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 I'm so inspired. I'm, I'm really touched actually because I, I, I complain about the smallest, smallest tragedies of life. Oh my god, I'm so tired. I barely slept last night. I'm not really done. I'm just gonna have a nap. 
at two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> yeah, there's, there's Michael cycling to the, the Houses of Parliament, you know, holding up traffic for the Cotswolds, you know. Uh, <laughs> I think that's amazing. I really do. Um, <laughs> um, so, Michael, from what I get, I gather, because um, you've, you've done these amazing things around the world as well. Um, are you well-traveled normally before, you know, before lockdown? Do you like to go out places on holiday and stuff? I guess so, somewhere or other. What yeah. you could say where my mum, dad, and I suspect my sister and a few other relatives <coughs> and I always seem to go to Spain. What about when you went to Africa? Um, if not, when I went to Africa. Yeah. I worked with a few street kids and when I got <coughs> sponsored by all different football, British football clubs like Blow What league or division they were in and that was like the two best favorite clubs of or whatever my two favorite clubs who i stick up for and who i got sponsored the most with as those two clubs would had to been arsenal who were down south in london and then the favorite one obviously Called Everton, who are at the moment <laughs> rubbish in the We took two. We took two hundred and twenty football shirts for the kids in Africa, and we converted all the kids to Evertonians. <laughs> they were all shouting Everton, Everton. <laughs> so um, you're to blame for that one, then? Okay. Yeah. Michael sat on the streets with the street kids cooking food. Go and buy some meat and potatoes and cook some food for them. It was was, was that was that Kenya or was that Jordan? Because I did. It was Kenya in in Nairobi. Yeah, because um, we, we were in Kabira, which is one of the biggest slums in the world. As yeah. well, Dad. What was it? And um, what what was the boy's name? Um, who I was cooking with? Richard. Um, another boy called Richard and I, as us pair. We're just cooking off the floor as my dad and I think that the rest of the students who went with us did not enjoy it. But Richard and I, from it being awful from off the floor, <coughs> neither of us two were that bothered with it. I mean, that us pair just at it and it did not seem to bother either of us two. No. Like it bothered my dad and the rest <laughs> of them. If not um, from having a drink somewhere where I'm not sure that while I would be around halfway through drinking a drink, a monkey appeared from off the top of a tree, what just picked the cup up, jumped back up in the tree and drank it, and then <laughs> jumped, the back. jumped back down and put the cup back. From after finishing whatever it, yeah, <laughs> from whatever was in the cup. Mm. Amazing. You've had amazing, you've done some amazing traveling, sir. I'm very jealous. I'm very jealous. <laughs> I want to go to Africa and have monkeys <laughs> steal my drinks. That <laughs> sounds so funny. Um, and the, 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 this traveling and all the other all all things, do they give you ideas for your books, um, all the adventures you've had? I suspect they do. Yeah. Um, yeah, right, right, rightfully so. Now, obviously, with with um, with everything that's going on with the world right now, you can't go around to schools and do your hairy lemon goals. 
um you're you know so what have you planned to adapt them with zoom and things um to try and carry on i guess so what yeah. was it we can do we do it on zoom like this don't we with try. the slides we do a workshop and do, uh, do do schools and 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 um you know uh, companies get in touch with you uh to to book these I yeah, guess they schools, do. yeah get, schools. get in oh. touch um yeah. on the email <clears throat> yeah what, what, which email is the best email? mgm isn't it mgm at all yeah there is there is um there's the website. I mean, if you really, I, I would definitely encourage you guys to have Michael come uh, and do one of these Zoom courses. I, I, I want to do one on the show because I, I think they're going to be a lot of fun. Uh, go to uh, thosecleverdogs.com. And if you if you click on the Hairy Lemons tab at the top there, if you, as you scroll down to the bottom, there is the email there and the telephone number too. So I would definitely encourage you guys to get in touch. Uh, listeners, um, you know, please do. Um, I, I mean, it must be really nice uh, in, inspiring young people to go out there and do something special with their lives, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, we've had 100% be, yeah. uh, positive feedback wherever Michael's been with the schools. It's been quite uplifting, really, um, oh. about what, you know, the response from the children and the, the letters that Michael's had as well. Yeah. So, that sounds not, amazing. There's one session where... There hasn't been, you know, brilliant feedback. You like doing this tip, talking to the kids, mm. don't you? I do. Yeah. Oh. <clears throat> that's, that's lovely, that is. And as, as well on that website, uh, uh, listeners, you can look at the books as well. There's books there. You can order books from this website too, uh, yeah? Um, you, you see the, the, the covers there. They're illustrated by Rob Bennett. Um, how did you meet Rob um, and get him to illustrate your books? Was it? Did he really like your stories? Thank God Rob's a neighbour. <laughs> he lives next door, doesn't he? <laughs> he does, thank God. He's very talented and very lucky. <laughs> very talented, very talented. I, I would encourage these books. I want these books for my, my son. I want to I want to sit down and read them to him. So I might, I might order some myself. Um, <laughs> share your stories. Um, Michael, you've been an amazing guest. I, I can't tell you. And I, I think I've run out of uh, words to describe. Inspira- <laughs> I'm running out of words in my thesaurus. It's running. It's run out. Inspiration, you know. Um, but you really are an asset to this county. You know that that means that um, you're you're well loved. Okay, and okay. I. I I want to say thank you for all of the challenges that you've you've made, you've done and completed, all the money that you've raised. Um, what are your favourite things to raise money for, Michael? Um, I guess the NHS. Mm-hmm. See what they've done for me or what I've been through with them. Yeah, amazing. Um, oh. I love you. I think you're great. <laughs> Can we do this again sometime? Can we? I, I think the, the I think the the hairy lemon goals thing, bringing that onto the biscuit and trying to inspire people would be amazing. Would you like to do that sometime? I would love to do it again. Yeah, I'm <clears throat> And is there anybody that you'd like to thank? Um, thank who's ever done it with us. <laughs> <laughs> that I been thank you. Thank you yourself Alex. no 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 I, I sit here and talk in front of my in front of a microphone you're climbing, climbing up mountains 
<laughs> and swimming with sh- with, with the, the sharks and, and just cycling to around the world. I, honestly, don't thank me. <laughs> I thank you for coming on my show. It's been really, really good. Um, well, look, um, thank you so much, guys. Claire, thank you for... for thank for, you. Thank you, Alex. Thank really you, Alex. You're very kind. Yeah, we'll be um, we'll be happy to do at Harry Lemons, won't we? Yeah, so thank yeah. you. Um, uh, do, when you when the world opens again, will you will be going out and reading the books to the children? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're welcome. We will, and we'll do, we can we do them on Zoom. It works quite well with the schools on Zoom. The kids are so used to, and the teachers are so used to doing it now. Um, you know, it's a good way of of interacting, mm. and I think as well for the children. It's difficult in the schools at the moment. They're trying to find different activities. It was particularly in lockdown when they were looking after the key worker kids. It was a great opportunity just to do something different. Absolutely. Yeah. Really so thank great. you. No, well thank you. you. No, well done to you. Uh, and guys, listeners, uh, before we get out of here, I would like to mention our website, which is uh, uk. <laughs> All of our audio is available on there, and that's made for us by our friends at Web Orchard. If you need a website, go to Web Orchard. They'll sort you out um, with a good website. They're building a new one for me, for my other show, um, You Suck, uh, US, UK. Um, and um, I also want to say thank you to Chris Goff from CGR Business Solutions. Um, he is... Um, he's he will help you with your business whatever you need doing um he's helped us out uh to no end of the biscuit we're now a registered cic um which means we can go out and do good for the community and that's because of chris at cgr uh, michael again thank you so much claire brian you guys have been amazing uh, i'd love to do this again sometime you're welcome as we would love to do it again fantastic thanks alex Thank Thank you very much, guys, and we'll catch you next time. Peace out. Have a great day.